As a real estate agent, you know that the industry can be tough to navigate with constant challenges and obstacles to overcome. That's why we created the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast, where top performing agents share their insights and strategies for success. Join us as we dive into the good, the bad, and the ugly of growing a thriving real estate business. Your host, Lindsay Favaza, will be your guide on this journey. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn from the best in the business. Welcome back to the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast. Today, I have the honor of introducing you all to Megan Romine, Executive Director of Luxury Sales of Douglas Elliman Real Estate. She's originally from a no-stoplight town in West Virginia. Yes, it's that small. And she left there to pursue her passion for real estate in the prestigious communities of Broward and Palm Beach County, Florida. If you're sitting here right now thinking to yourself, that name sounds familiar, but I can't quite place it. Maybe you will recognize the title, The Mermaid Realtor. This creative marketing title she, she has displays her passion for the South Florida lifestyle and the ocean that has shaped her brand. Due to this branding, she commonly attracts waterfront clients who share her love for fishing, diving, and boating. With over 13 years of industry experience, Megan and her team offer an elevated real estate experience and customized programs for each client, emphasizing marketing and innovation. I'm so excited to introduce you all to Megan Romine. Welcome to the podcast today, Megan. Thanks, Lindsay. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, it's super awesome to have you here. I'm so glad you reached out and we were able to make a connection and make this work. I'm super pumped. You're one of our first ones that we're going to have on the YouTube channel too. So hi to all of our YouTube watchers. It's so exciting to be doing this on YouTube as well now in addition to the podcast. So super excited about that. So let's dive in. Everyone wants to know, how did you start and what brought you from that small town in West Virginia out to Florida and into real estate? Yeah, so I have quite a unique background. So I went to college for health science and nutrition. Shortly after graduating college, you know, I grew up in, in West Virginia, a small town. I grew up on a dirt road. There's not a stoplight in the entire county. I loved growing up in that community. You know, it gave me this sense, you know, where, you, you know, your neighbors and your friends, everyone's family. So it was so nice to, you know, be raised within such a community like that. And after I graduated college, I ended up uh, working in property management. So I started, and as soon as I got into property management and real estate, I like got the bug, like I loved it. So I was in property management and then I moved up to managing a couple different properties uh, you know, representing owners in court cases. And I absolutely loved it. And, you know, I always had this dream that I wanted to go into high-end real estate, even though at the time, you know, West Virginia, like we'd never even really like seen high-end real estate. Yeah. So I had reached out, um, you know, I, I applied to jobs in like Utah and Colorado because I love the mountains and then uh, South Florida as well. I ended up getting a call with a developer and they were like, great, you're hired, be here in two weeks. Well, the thing was, is that I'd never actually been to Florida before. Um, I, I didn't have a place to live. I'd never been yeah. here before. Um, so I packed up all of my belongings and I had a little Kia at the time and my dog Daisy and I drove down to Florida. And, you know, it was such a change for me, like to give you an example, like when I was, you know, driving down the interstate and you know, I'd called my family and I was like, wait, where do I pay the toll? Because 
no, West Virginia, you actually pay the toll. And that was like how, you know, what a different world that I came from. Yeah. Um, I acclimated quickly. I was in property management and I just really like worked my way up. And then I, you know, found the name Mermaid Realtor. I left property management. I went out on my own. Um, I had owned a brokerage for a while. And, you know, over the course of the years, I just kept building on to what I know. And each day I just worked to get better and better. Um, so that's in a nutshell, a little bit about my background and my story. I love it. So it's so inspiring to, you know, pack up the dog and put him in the Kia, just take off down the street. Here you are with no stoplights in the entire county. And now you're worried about where you're paying your toll. It's just it's so funny. To yeah, have and I'm that shock to the system. And I didn't, you know, I, I didn't have anything. I mean, I had less than a thousand dollars to my name. Um, I didn't know anyone. I had an aunt that had that had a place here and they would go like back and forth. But I didn't actually know anyone here. So um, it was starting over, but I was excited and I was hungry. And the thing about South Florida is that there's so much opportunity. So I just felt so grateful and so thankful every day to wake up and have so much opportunity here. And I still feel that way today. And there's so many people that migrate to Florida that like it almost makes you feel not alone because there's so many other people who have been in that boat to like go to Florida, not knowing anybody, being from outside of the area. They just have so many people that migrate there, you know? Yeah, usually when you meet someone and they're like, oh, well, like I'm actually from Florida. I'm like, wow, over here. Wow. <laughs> That's so funny. So tell me about how you got started as a team leader and like building your brokerage and building your team. So I will go back to when I first started out going to full-time real estate agent on my own. So, yep. you know, it was a, it was a very um, challenging transition because I was going from, I had a great job in property management. I was in a manager position and I lived in the, this beautiful apartment and then I, you know, left and I had no idea, you know, I was going to get paid again. Um, I actually like downsized. I had moved in with a roommate. I made a lot of sacrifices because yeah. this is what I truly wanted to do. Yep. And you know, I did have a client base. Um, I didn't really know that many people here um, at that point in time. And I started doing rentals. So I knew rentals from being in property management and I would hustle. I would do like 10 a month. Um, and I just had the mindset, like, do like whatever it takes. Yeah. Um, and then over the years, I, you know, I still, I always wanted to get in high end real estate and I'll jump into a, a quick story, kind of like what helped like propel me. So I, I was doing well and I, I was starting to do like the mid range, um, Work was never an issue because I always loved work. So I was always working. Um, you know, I was doing pretty well. And, you know, there was someone that was like very, very close to me that I had been looking for houses, you know, for a couple years for. And it was like in the high end space. And I get a call one day and they're like, listen, we ended up, you know, um, selling our house to someone else and buying another one. I mean, I think it was probably roughly, I don't know, six million or something like that. Uh, but, you know, it's okay. We'll like take care of you. And, um, you know, it was someone that was like the closest to me in my life. And, you know, it was just so upsetting because I was like, oh, I felt like, you know, maybe that was going to, you know, help me. I'd been like working with them yeah. for a while. Um, and I wrote it down on a piece of paper. I still have it in my office somewhere. And it was like the day that my real estate career changed. Um, and it really even pushed me like more. Um, I, I knew that I was capable and that I would be able to as 
assist my clients and, you know, do record breaking sales in the high end. So I had actually met um, a builder that had a high end listing in his name. And I had convinced him that, you know, I was the one that was going to get the job done. He had it listed. Um, he had it listed for oh. over a year. Um, and I'm very thankful. He's actually has a place in West Virginia. So it's weird. How all oh, that's so cool. He ended up and I didn't know this until I'd known him for a while. He loved West Virginia. We had a connection. He gave me a chance. Um, after the house had been on the market for a year, I got the listing. I sold it in roughly 30 days. Um, that price point was, uh, around 5.5 million. And I'm assuming this wasn't in a market where things sold in 30 days. It was probably, and obviously that one had been sitting for a long period of time. You know what I mean? So everything kind of like really took off. Yes. Um, and you know, interestingly enough, you know, the, the people that ended up buying the house and still great friends with them, they're amazing. Right. But, um, the person that was close to me that, you know, that had happened with, you know, they were in, uh, they were car dealers and I sold the house to a car dealer. Um, so it, it was just, but you know, that I'm so grateful for that, you know, and I'm so grateful that that happened because if it, it wasn't for that, you know, it's not the good times that really like make you as an agent, no. the times where you're like really going out of your comfort zone, really pushing. And, you know, I always say like, you know, everything must be earned. Nothing is given. Absolutely. But, so that was like the best thing for my career. And then after that, it was just a snowball effect because you also get, you know, this inclement inclination too, like. You don't want to just like sell one high-end house and that's it, right? So like for me, I was like proving a point. Like I'm going to do this. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep doing it repetitively. This um, wasn't a fluke. It, this yeah. is actually going to be my future. Yeah. So that was really like the start of things. I love it. So you're doing your own sales now. You're starting to pick up steam where you want to in this um, real estate, you know, in this luxury market. And then what transition you into like wanting to have a team and building your team? Because now you probably are getting more than you can handle, right? <laughs> so it was interesting because, you know, the uh, uh, a couple stories that all go into with this. Yeah. And it's also like goes to show just kind of like life kind of like puts in front of you, like what you need to see. Uh, I am a little bit of an A-type personality and I like to do things. I like to do them myself, make sure that they, they get done. You know, once I started doing some uh, marketing in this really like high end uh, realm of real estate and I would host different events and different parties, I just started to naturally attract. And when I started to naturally attract, um, you know, that's how I really found my, my team. Um, and also during COVID, um, I ended up getting very, very sick. And it was the um, same week that I had opened up my business. And, um, to the point where like I was on bed rest, I like, couldn't get out of bed. It was affecting my everyday life. Um, yeah, I have had health, I've had health issues for two years, um, because of that, but that was such an adversity for me to overcome. Another thing that made me overcome. And, you know, that year, I believe I like almost doubled my business, um, and, um, created my team and I carry a team of around eight sales agents and about three or four admins. Um, and it was really, you know, I, I was forced to kind of like let up a little bit. And then I was just very grateful that the universe and God, you know, was watching out for me and had like these amazing people that actually just kind of like gravitated towards my life. 
I wish you nothing but the best. So that's, I want to make sure I make that very clear. But it also sounds like when you're handed a bunch of lemons, you are freaking making lemonade. So it's like, I feel like, you know, you're given this awful thing that happens to you, but then all of a sudden you've turned it into something so positive, you know, and you've built this team and they've been able to help you. So I think you're really lucky in that way. I love that you keep saying grateful because, but at the same time, it's hard work that you put into it, you know? Yeah. And thank you for that. And I think that, you know, with being um, real estate agents, one thing, one of the most important things is like really like adjusting your mindset, keeping that mindset and, you know, working very, very hard. And for me with the, the different team members, you know, I found that like my bigger purpose in life is helping other people. So I love to, when I get, you know, a new agent, a newer agent on the team, you know, I really like to work to see what their strengths are. And then I plug and play them and I help them to really, you know, play on their strengths because, you know, there's not like this one size fits all, you know, for agents. So it's really figuring out what are the strengths, um, where can you best apply those to, um, to get the best results. So that brings me to my next question, which is how do you find people to be on your team? Like what are the like qualities and skills that you look for in someone that you're like, yes, I have to have them on my team? Like what are their, what are some of those factors for you? Uh, well, they definitely changed over the years and, you know, the team has evolved over the years. Um, you know, I don't like to have any more than, than eight agents max. So I need to be very careful about what agents are brought on. And also I have to keep in mind the team dynamic you have this team and we're we're very tight knit so you have to make sure that like not only is the the agent a good fit you know for the business but also that the agent is a good fit for the team as well so i'm looking for you know i prefer agents that have experience but they have to have a lot of initiative be ready to work be be ready to do whatever it takes um you know sometimes i see agents in the industry and you know, they kind of, you know, have this expectation like that they should like maybe things should be handed to them or something of that nature. And it takes me, you know, time to really, you know, trust and build that trust. And also, you know, our clients are the most important thing in this business. So if I have an agent that's helping me with a client, I have to have full, you know, comfort, a full comfort level of knowing um, their, their abilities and also, you know, confidentiality for clients and that they're going to be able to handle all of those, those different aspects. So I, I look for a few things, but really I, I have a pretty good, you can call it women's intuition. <laughs> yep. you know, I do go with my gut feeling, but someone that is, you know, ready to work and has, you know, closed deals and ready to really give that extra level of service to her clientele. I love it. What are some creative marketing strategies that you and your team have implemented what are some of the things that work really well for you i know you came up with the mermaid realtor title to kind of help you stand out which is obviously an awesome thing i've been walking around the office today going i'm doing a podcast today with the mermaid and everyone's like what are you talking about right so it like definitely generates interest and stands out amongst the crowd but what are some of the things that you and your team do to stand out Great question. So in with the mermaid realtor, um, you know, the, the backstory on that is that yeah. when I moved down to South Florida, you know, I'd never even really swam in the ocean before I, I grew up hunting and fishing in West Virginia. And then I fell in love with the ocean here. Yeah. Um, so I really wanted to share that with other people. 
Um, so I found that Mermaid Realtor, I would be able to share um, my love of South Florida and the water, and it would once again naturally attract um, the clientele. Uh, so the the marketing. So the marketing marketing is one of the most important pieces, and you have to make sure that your marketing is really being, you know, focused on whatever your target audience is. You know, if your target audience is uh, waterfront, single family houses, you know, you might not want to be doing marketing for condos that are out west. Um, I know that it can be difficult in the beginning of your real estate career because you're trying to figure out maybe what your niche is, um, what direction you're going. Um, but for me, my marketing, I like it to be clear. I like it to be concise. Um, I like to make sure that I am, you know, reaching my preferred clientele um, and, and the best, I try to do the best of the best. So like the best video quality, the best picture yeah. quality, you know, I think like through the brokerage, like, you know, you could probably get like free photos and I think that's amazing, but you know, I will spend, you know, four or five times the amount of what regular photos might cost um, because I want my photos to stick out. Yeah. Um, I want everything to be custom. I'm not big on, um, you know, just like average templates. And I really think about when I get a property, I really like sit in the property and I sit there and I think about who is going to be my buyer for this, who's going to buy this and how am I going to attract them to the property? And I make sure that my marketing is being directed to that clientele. We also love to do events, um, love to get involved in the community. So like this coming week, we're having our um, annual summer event at, at Salt 7 in Fort Lauderdale. We always have a large turnout. It's great. I also do um, like sound healing sessions for clients. Oh, wow, yes. um, I try to do different activities um, that it's really going to help bring the community together. I love that. I did see that you were very active with, uh, you know, specific nonprofits in the area, too. And obviously, community is so important for all of us. So. That's awesome that you guys do that and keep involved in the community like that. So I want to bring up international buyers because this is something I was really interested in. So I know Douglas Element has a very strong international presence. So why is it important, especially in luxury and especially in Florida, to have a international pool of buyers to kind of pull from? Why is that important to you guys? Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's very advantageous, especially to our sellers. If you're representing a seller, you want to have international reach and you want to have true international reach. You know, some people might be like, oh, well, that's the Internet or it's on Zillow. But, you know, Douglas Elliman, they have their partner, Knight Frank, um, which is international and they have offices international and they have the, the true connections yeah. to international. That's going to be able to get your seller's exposure and then also, um, you know, connect you with other agents that are international and with buyers. And it's it's so important in the high end space. Um, like also for me personally, I absolutely love the Bahamas. I don't know if you would be able mm -hmm. to guess that yeah. but <laughs> from my branding. But uh, like for me, I want to be able to bring, you know, the South Florida experience um, for my clients to be able to also experience that in the Bahamas. So, you know, with Douglas Elliman being able to have that international connection um in my mind is really really important i love it that's so cool um and it probably opens up a whole new world for you too and it's going to be fun to you know work with 
buyers from all over, like just meeting all these new people. It's just fun to meet new people in general, but now you've got this whole other pool of people to meet from all over the world. It must be really exciting. And I think for me, it's um, it's the experience. So even whenever I, you know, created the brand with with Mermaid Realtor, it's really being able to watch my clients experience like the South Florida lifestyle. Uh, yeah. I'll give you an example. Like I sold a waterfront um, house last year and I was I became great friends with the people that bought it and then I sold it. And then the new people, the clients that had bought it. Um, became great friends with them too. So last weekend, um, we were, went to the Bahamas. They brought their boat over, you know, after they bought the house, they, you know, got boats. And it's really like having that experience and that connection um, with my clients and watching them like truly like enjoy life and enjoy their lives and experience the lifestyle that they want. And that's something that is so special to me. Yeah. And you were able to make that dream come to life for them. That's so, that's so cool. So, Talk to me about sharing some tips. There's probably a lot of realtors listening right now that are not in the luxury market, but aspire to be. So share some tips as to how someone can go about, you know, diving into that. Now, obviously I say dive, that's kind of a funny joke with your mermaid thing. So I'm going to just keep saying dive in, um, but like share some tips as to how someone can kind of overcome that. Cause as you said, you had that moment where you were like, I can do this, right? It's like, how do people get to that point? What things can they do? Where can they position themselves or what things could they be doing to change the markets that they're working in? So it's really taking, you know, honestly, it's taking a little bit of like a, of a leap of faith and you got to go, go really far out of your comfort zone like that. One of the, you know, higher end listings that I had talked about, you know, I like went to a, a party, you know, that they were having at that house and, you know, I found the builder's information and I just kept following up and kept following up. I mean, that one took a year and a half. So and, you know, I offered to do free marketing for him as well. So I'm like, I'll do video, I'll do photos like. I'm your girl and I'm going to help you, you know, regardless if you sell it without me or not. I think that's one thing that sometimes agents can miss the mark on. It's like if they meet someone and they're not ready to buy or sell right away, they're like, oh, move on to the next. Yeah. Um, especially with the high end. I mean, relationships are everything. I mean, you have to build trust and you have to yes. build rapport. So I would say, you know, keep in mind that on the bigger listings and even the bigger sales, it's going to, it could take some time. Like I said, mine took about a year and a half. Um, but you stay consistent and you always stay in touch. You want to stay top of mind and just make sure that your marketing is really, you know, being directed to that type of, of clientele. Yeah. Um, I think that's something that I've learned over the years is really like, who is my audience? How am I getting in front of them? And also things like if you're more of an extrovert and you're great with people, you should be going to events yeah. and you should be connecting with people. And you should, if you go to an event, um, you know, I have a great, um, you know, business. Um, I would call her like a mentor that I yeah. met in Miami, Melissa. She's great. You know, like she really taught me, you know, you're going to an event. I mean, you should be meeting 10 people. You should be getting the cards of 10 people connecting with them. And then the follow-up, it's one thing meeting people, but the next day you better be reaching out to them, keeping them in your database, yeah. keeping them in your CRM and like, not just for sales, because I feel like sales is going to happen naturally. You have to build the relationship first. Yeah. It's just a, hey, it was so great to meet you. 
continuing the conversation that we had. I love to go to do this or that or whatever, like just continuing the conversation and let it like opening the door to extend that friendship past that event. And one thing that I have learned as well is with networking is that when I'm walking into a networking situation, like transparently, I'm not like, I'm not looking for new clients. I'm really looking for better connections and also to connections that are going to help my clients. So whether it's a professional organizer, a private chef, um, you know, private flight services, whatever the case may be, I want to make sure that I am going to be building the, you know, best book of business so I can assist my clients with, with everything, you know, it's not just real estate. I mean, you want to be able to help them with all aspects of the lifestyle and, you know, what their needs are. So smart. So that actually leads really well into my next question about how you maintain relationships within the industry too, because we very often have conversations on this podcast, even specifically where it's a lot of agents will say that they have joined their local boards and they are active in the real realtor community. And a lot of that goes back to them, you know, wanting to build those relationships. So is that something that's important to you? And why is that important to you? How do you do that? Oh my goodness. That, I'm glad that you brought up that question because that is one of one of the most important aspects um, that I've learned is agent to agent relationships. Yeah. And I feel like so many agents miss the mark on that because, because they think they're compete. They're yeah. like, I don't want then they're my competition. It's like, no, you're totally looking at it the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. So at the end of the, at the end of the day, it's agent to agent relationships that are really getting deals done. Yeah. Um, and makes it a lot smoother. And also you're more apt to find better opportunities for your clients if you have those agent to agent relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, that's always been like very important. And I'm like really like transparent when I meet like new agents. Uh, I'm like, let's do business together. Like, you yeah. know, let's stay in touch. And what I absolutely love is, you know, not everyone might have like a similar mindset that I do, but then when I find the agents that have the similar mindset, I mean, you know, the sky's the limit. We get together, we have masterminds, we talk about, you know, what we're doing, how we can help each other. And we're talking about high-end agents that are in the same market together. Yes. Uh, so, you know, and aside from the pack, the fact, obviously, you know, knowing agents from other areas and referrals, I mean, that's huge, but I think that just agent to agent relationships is so important and we can add value to each other from helping our clients with opportunities and also helping our own business. So I think it's so important. It's very important. So I'm glad that you said all of that. And, you know, sometimes I feel like they don't listen to me. So maybe they'll listen to you and that's great. Um, So one of the other things that I wanted you to share is a memorable success story that you've had in the luxury space or as an agent in general. What is a success story that you kind of think, oh, this is a great one? So I think one of my um, one of my favorite stories is there is a listing that had it, it's my target market area. Um, it was around thirty thousand square feet, so it was just like wow. this massive house, yeah. and no one had lived there for a long time, and it had been on the market for about five years, wow. and it hadn't sold. And I just remember like when I first walked in there and it like it looked like a hotel I felt like I was in a dream like um, but it was so interesting and you know I got the listing and we actually increased the price by 99,000 and I was so determined 
to sell that house and I said I want to sell it in 30 days I'm gonna sell it in 30 days so I um did a couple like small like press release items and then hosted this um I was very fortunate that the seller was very lenient in the fact of like hey do whatever you need to to sell the house they were ready they wanted to move on yeah (laughs) you know amazing event and I would go to that house in the evenings and I would sit in the house because it was such a large house it took us a while to get uh, a couple weeks to get on the market and get some things fixed and I would sit there in the evenings and I would just be like who is my buyer gonna be who is gonna buy this house how am I gonna get in front of them and I would just like relentlessly you know like with working on my marketing and the the strategy of all of this, I figured out who my target audience was going to be. My seller didn't agree with me, but I'm like, I'm telling you, this is who's going to end up buying this house. Yeah. So I had this at this party. Um, it was a great success. The whole team helped. We came together. You know, we had you know well over 100 people there. Uh, got the house um, under contract, but. I had went to, I usually don't tell this part of it, but I went to like a meditation slash painting class. I'd never been to one before. I was like, okay, let's see. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to think about this house. So I got on my phone and I had a picture of the house and I painted um, this, this picture and on the picture it says, today is the day. And I put that picture up in my room and everybody would wake up and say, today's the day. Today's the day. Sell the house, today is the day. I got it. I, it gives me like cold chills. I got it under contract on day 29. Wow. That is so cool. So that was like my favorite. And that was like the power of like mindset and the power of, you know, really putting effort in. But I think a lot of it and most of it was like the creative marketing strategy as well. Of course. Yeah. Um, and I'm very grateful that the seller, you know, allowed me to have that flexibility. That's so cool. Do you still have the picture? Yes. That's so cool. You should send us a picture of it and we'll put it in the show notes just so people can see like this picture. That would be so cool. Yeah. What? um, So last question I have in closing, because I can't believe that we've already been talking for 30 minutes because this was so fun. Um, But what closing advice do you have for realtors that are, you know, in this kind of uncertain time? What should they be focused on? What should they do to kind of get through this? So I would say, especially after experiencing the last couple of years and for newer agents, if they experience the market, you know, previous, previously, just remembering that, you know, the market is going back to somewhat of a normalcy and that this is a good thing. This is a great thing. And that this really helps position you as your area expert because you're not giving up. So you need to stay consistent and keep doing your marketing. So I got a call the other day um, for my market area on a high-end listing. And she was like, you know, I just want to say that, you know, I keep getting your mailers and I appreciate that because a lot of the other, um, mailers that I used to get kind of like dropped off. So I always talk about strategy and consistency. So right now is the time, like, I'm like, I double down. Now is the time that I'm, I feel like I've always went all in, but now for sure I'm going all in and to do whatever it takes. And also just remember to have the mindset of like, your real estate is a little bit of a roller coaster. It's highs and lows. If it was easy, everyone would be successful at it. Yep. Have the mindset that you're going to do whatever it takes and stay consistent. And whenever you feel like you're having like that fear, like, I don't really know what's going to happen. What's going to go up, go on, you know, keep working. Keep yeah. working. And if you don't have maybe necessarily the funds, I know some newer agents um, for like, 
you know, the direct mail, my marketing is very expensive. Uh, but if you, you don't have that budget yet, you know, there's always things you could be doing. You could be writing letters, you could be making phone calls, you could be going to those events. Um, you know, there's always things that you could be doing. You could be door knocking. I mean, you got to figure out what your strength is, stick to that, but anything that you do, stay consistent and just have the mindset that you're going to do whatever it takes. I love it. Thank you so much, Megan. This was absolutely awesome. I know I'm going to get Sometimes with some of these episodes, I get phone calls like that one was so good. And I know I'm going to get those with this because this was so helpful and so great for the audience. So I really appreciate you taking the time today to sit with us. Of course, I hope that I was able to share some value. And if there's any agents that would ever have any questions, feel free, reach out. I'm here to help. There's stuff right there on the bottom of the screen. So (laughs) thank you for having me. Absolutely, Megan. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of our listeners for coming and staying through for this episode of the Agents Who Crush It Real Estate podcast. We will see you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it with your friends and colleagues and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. If you're interested in being a guest, email us at info at crushitinre.com. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to crush it in real estate.